as I always like to say before I get started. Okay, God, here we go. Let's do this. Hi, folks. I'm Joe Morris with Answers Heaven Speaks. Now, I don't normally do a Saturday show, so um, I'm not going to continue with the, the ongoing story that we do Monday through Friday on the life of Jesus. I don't want to get into anything secular. We all know elections are coming up real soon, and there's a lot of shenanigans uh, going on, but we'll just have to see how that all turns out. In fact, I turned in my ballot, and I went ahead and mailed mine yesterday. So... Uh, Living down in Mexico, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to vote. But uh, anyway, oh, you know what? I forgot to put these in, which means you probably didn't quite hear me. Oh gosh, I can't believe I did that. Let's get these in. Okay, again, my name is Joe Morris with Answers Heaven Speaks. I don't know if you caught that. Craziest thing though, I woke up this morning coughing yesterday. I really got cold. <laughs> you might have seen me. I had a big black jacket on yesterday when I was doing the show, but the weather is still pretty nice here on the coast in California. And uh, But I woke up this morning with a cough, and now I got the chills. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm catching a cold, and then on, on Sunday or on Monday, I'm going back to Mexico. So, oh, no, this thing just, doggone this thing, it just jumped out of my page. Let me get back up there. So anyway, we're not going to do the continuing story of, of Jesus. We'll save that for Monday. If I get on here and, and have the ability to get on here tomorrow. See, i got to get up to like page 175. 175, 172. Let's see if I remember that's... This is all just very, very interesting stuff. Uh, Marissa has been joining me uh, throughout the week. I've been here for two weeks, and uh, she's been joining in with me, and she's she's got the kids at a birthday party today, so I'm not sure if we're going to be able to function on this thing the way we normally do, uh, or the way we have been this week. But I'm, I'm going to be watching for Marissa to pop onto here, and uh, I mean... People are going to come on this live on a Saturday, a beautiful Saturday. You're probably out uh, enjoying football games and, and being in the park or at the beach or at the lake or something. So uh, hopefully, hopefully you've, if you're not watching right now, <laughs> you'll watch this later. So you know, I don't even know who I'm talking to, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But anyway, so Marissa should be coming on soon. So I'm not going to do the story, the continuing story of Jesus today. Uh, that's our Monday through Friday thing. And if I can get in here, feel good enough to get on here tomorrow, I'm going to bring in all the Bible passages uh, that correlate with the story that we've just done over the past week. So we'll see how that goes as well. But what I wanted to do was focus in on Peter a little bit because Peter, we love Peter. Marissa and I just love Peter. And I think if we actually met him, he'd probably be quite stoic and, and uh, very otherworldly. Uh, but he comes across as kind of a, I don't want to say a jokester. It's just that he's got a good sense of humor. And him and Jesus would spend time together bickering with each other, just play bickering. And so they would keep things light. They would keep things light. Not like the light of heaven, but light, you know, so that people 
felt comfortable and, and they felt at ease. So unfortunately, and that's why Peter keeps asking us, do a whole book on me, do a whole book on me. And he said, okay, we'll, we'll do a whole book on you. I don't know when we're going to do it, but uh, we'll do a whole book on Peter. So I wanted to focus in on him today, but sure enough, uh, as much as we have of Peter, we also have of Jesus. So I'm just going to get right into it. I mean, this is, uh, let's see, uh, no, we'll just we'll get right into something that Jesus said, and that will lead us into actually a parable, a parable that uh, Jesus has given us for the 21st century. So I'm going to keep an eye. I'm going to keep trying to keep an eye here uh, to see if uh, Marissa is going to pop on. So anyway, this is Jesus. He says, "My disciples understood the way the energy worked. My disciples understood that we were all the same in activating the Holy Spirit." or activating the central meridian of that, which is the central nervous system, in equation with the energetic system that it surrounds. I am going <coughs> to have some coughing, so I, I, I have to apologize right up front. I hope I don't cough, but if I do, it, it's not going to sound good. So when activating, this is Jesus, so when activating that, within the human body, connecting into source, so to speak. One is bringing about many abilities, many, as people say today, spiritual abilities that human beings do not quite understand. All of the men and women who walked with me had these activations, and then being around others who had a higher vibration were all channels. Channels of, as you say, your higher self or as you say, the divine. They became channels for many of them. Many of them were much smarter than they could ever imagine. Talking about as apostles. Things would just come out of their mouths and we found that very, very hilarious. We would laugh and say, where did that come from, O Nehemiah? I'm not sure who, who they felt Nehemiah was. Nehemiah was a... Um, was a businessman. He was a businessman. And this is in the Old Testament. And he was chosen to be the builder. He was a businessman and he was a builder of the uh, of Solomon's temple. He basically designed it and had it built. And I'm not sure whether it was the whole temple or whether it was the wall. I think it was the wall around Solomon's temple. So I don't know why they refer to Nehemiah. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll mention it here again. And then in my commentary, I said, we didn't follow up and ask Jesus why they referred to Nehemiah in a humorous way, but the Nehemiah of the Old Testament was a businessman and a builder. And Solomon chose him to build the wall. There we go. To build the wall around his temple. Solomon didn't want a politician involved, is what I remember. And Jesus goes on. And he says, and we would listen, we would listen to the words that came through, for I am not the only one that speaks of, as humans say, to the Father. I am not the only one, because everyone does. It is equating, I keep checking to see if Marissa is going to come in. This is Jesus. It is equating the physical body into a clear channel that is fully activated, and then connect with that which is the Father. 
that which is the spirit, the soul, and every level in between. We're going to get into this. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get into the parable of the mannequin because we really are crowded inside here. We've got the spirit of God. We've got our soul. We've got the spirit of Christ. And we've got the Holy Spirit. We've got light bulbs for all of them inside our body. And that's when our light shines, is when we ask all of them to be in our life. So that which is the spirit, the soul, and at every level in between. And this is when the human being becomes full. This is when the human being becomes a whole in that human being is spirit. This is when the human being becomes a whole in that the human being is spirit. Okay, it's whole. W-H-O-L-E, not H-O-L-E. The human being is of God. This is Jesus. The human being is Christ. So please know that all of these disciples were working toward this and eventually, through a lifetime, became what they intended, for they were all bright souls. But many had many different upbringings, and as you say, not the smartest. But this did not change the spirit. For there are many, many on the earth plane at this time that are not smart at all. <laughs> That's Jesus. Many of the problems that we had in getting through to this channel is there is intelligence. And this intelligence blocks much of what we say because the mind can speak faster than us. And this may be hard to believe because we do speak fast. But understand that the mind can sometimes be a channel's worst enemy. Those of you who are familiar with Marista, and when she channels, she's just rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. It's like she's reading a, a teleprompter. Just watch her when she comes on here and she's channeling. Her eyes are closed. She speaks very fast as if she's just reading it off a teleprompter. I mean, but Jesus is saying sometimes the mind uh, interrupts. And I told Marissa that when I hear her go, um, or ah. Uh, then she's moved out of her channeling and she's into her own mind. So uh, I like to watch for that because in her normal conversation, normal speaking, she's, she's like a valley girl. She's got a lot of ums and ahs and she speaks real low and fast or, or real loud and, and slower. But when she's channeling, she's got her eyes closed and she's just rapid fire, just rapid fire, no ums or ahs. So on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and they were then able to do the work, and we haven't got that far in the story, that Jesus did by healing people. So Jesus gave them the spirit of truth so that they could go out and heal people. And that spirit of truth is really Christ's spirit. So it's almost as if the Holy Spirit had never ever existed prior to Pentecost. That, of course, runs counter to what we have been learning through these sessions, this is my words now. Because everyone is a piece of Christ, and Christ has the Holy Spirit within himself. Everyone we channel tells us that we all have the Holy Spirit within. So I'm wondering why in the book of John it says that the Holy Spirit only came to humans as the Spirit of Truth. Following Pentecost, when Jesus said, I'm going to give you the Spirit of Truth, and that will be your helper. That's from the book of John. John 6. 
it's kind of goofy because John's book jumps all around from beginning to end. There's no chronology involved. It's a good story, but he kind of, the chronology is kind of mixed up. But he did. Jesus said, I'm going to give you the spirit of truth and that will be your helper. Then back to my commentary. Apparently, at Pentecost, the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were able to speak and talk in tongues. And then they're able to heal. So the question is, has the Holy Spirit always been within mankind? So I had to ask the question of Jesus. And why does the Bible make it seem like the Holy Spirit did not exist until the day of Pentecost, which was the resurrection of Jesus? And here's what Jesus says, and it leads right into a, a parable. I'm still trying to see if Marissa's coming on. She'll come on. She's probably listening, and then she'll come on a little later. Jesus says, the way that men see things, the way that man sees things in general is that things are on the outside and then brought to the inside and being activated. They don't look at it as, well, look at it like this. So he stops and gives us a new parable. And Jesus says, inside the human body, look at the human body as a hollow mannequin. Picture yourself as a hollow mannequin. So you can imagine that there are many light bulbs inside of that mannequin. There are many things. And there's a light bulb that symbolizes the Holy Spirit. When this light bulb is turned on or activated, this high shines, this light shines, brightly and it fills the entire mannequin this light begins shooting out of the mannequin's head and out of the mannequin's feet i always say that that the holy spirit's light is right here their light bulb is, is right here therefore connecting this mannequin to the divine to the divine as to mother earth by understanding that when one is connected in these ways the vibration in which they have is raised the higher the vibration of a human being and the etheric subtle and energetic bodies that this spirit is residing in or this consciousness resides in the higher the vibration we're always saying raise your vibration raise your vibration that's going to bring you peace but you say how, how do i raise my vibration So this consciousness resides in the higher the vibration, the more quote unquote spiritual abilities one will have. These are called spiritual abilities because they are all things that spirits can do even when in a human body. But when they say that the Holy Spirit comes to, comes to a man, they are in essence saying that the mannequin does not have the light bulb in there to begin with. And somebody comes and puts it in the mannequin. This is Jesus. And he says, this is not the case. It is there and it is activated. It is activated indeed. The switch has just not been turned on. So when one turns that switch on of, as they say, the Holy Spirit, or one turns on that switch of the I am or the I am divine or the I am God, when they turn that belief on and understand that they are the true co-creator with the creator of their life, the vibration that they carry raises. So your vibration raises when you turn a switch on, as they say, 
ask in the Holy Spirit. Or you ask in the I am or the I am divine or the I am God. So when they turn that belief on and understand that they are the true co-creator with the creator of their life, the vibration that they carry raises. I always say just when you turn your will over to God, when you turn your will over to God, you say, okay, God, I freely give you my will that your will be done. That's when he cloaks us in his armor, the armor of God. And we metaphorically call it a snow globe. And we're in the, you are in the middle, I'm in the middle of mine. Or it could be me and Marissa and, and when I ask to have it cover the whole house. Or our whole family. I can, I can ask that the will of the Father be done in my life and I freely give him my will. They protect me in his armor and put a big bubble around my house to include Drew and Tawny. So that we're protected. We're protected and we're both, we're all uplifted. Jesus goes on, he says, and yes, spiritual abilities are developed. The spirit of truth is technically what people, man, call the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth is within each and every person. And just as we have spoken in many other sittings, yesterday Jesus was telling us that it's his spirit that can live within us. So this is something I probably would want to ask Marissa. And I've probably asked this question many times of Marissa about the spirit of truth. But he says, the spirit of truth is within each and every person. And just as we have spoken in many other sittings that we have had, we have mentioned the hollowed out tennis ball. That's another parable that Jesus gave us. We've got 18. 18 21st uh, century parables. You can, you can find that at Discover Intuition. It's a thin little book. You could read it on a flight from Vegas to San Diego, which is under an hour. So Jesus goes on, and this is from our book entitled The Eight Greatest Authors in History. And they are. They truly are the eight greatest authors in history. Nobody, no authors have sold as many books as these authors have because they're in the Bible. And what do they say? I think they, they sell something like 10 million Bibles every year around the world. 10 million Bibles every year. That's amazing. So Jesus goes on, and just as we have spoken in many other sittings that we have had, we have mentioned the hollowed out tennis balls. Example is found with, uh, that example is found in our interview with Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we have mentioned these because each one represents a different layer, a different aspect, a different piece of that human being. We talk about a uh, hollowed out tennis ball as having cut in half, and then you have another ball just a little bit smaller on, side, in, on the inside, it's cut in half, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. And that makes up the layers of ourselves. Basically, it's the dimensional portion of ourselves. And as Marissa says, we can go to any one of our layers and talk to I. If I can go to any one of my layers and talk to my higher self, my higher Joe self from the sixth dimension or the fifth dimension or the fourth dimension or maybe even the eighth dimension. Uh, once you get above the eighth, you're kind of in uh, oh, 
that's territory we just don't understand. We don't understand because it takes in Christ, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. But I think there's, um, I think Marissa says there's actually 13. There's 13 uh, dimensions. But maybe she can fix that. Let's see if we can get her on right now. Let's see. Approve, Marissa. Because this is, this is fun stuff. Let's see, it says adding. So hopefully Marissa will pop in here. There you are. There you are. Have you had a We're chance just, to listen so far? I have, a, I have a red wig on. Yeah, no, I've been listening. I've been listening. I just wanted to say hi, and then I'll pop oh, up. Oh, you're a redhead today. Because I'm, I'm in my Halloween costume. Oh, okay. We were at a, we were at a birthday party oh. just now, so I'm going to fix my hair. I'm going to get off camera, fix my hair. I'm listening to you, and I thought, okay. no, 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 no. We are our 13th layer. That's like what we are, so we do understand it because that's what we are. It's it's when we try to understand what we are that Jesus us and Excuse we me. try and put our mind behind it. So Jesus is saying, No, no, no. We understand what we are at our biggest self because that's what we truly are, living inside of our little self. Um, so we've got all these layers. Yeah. Well, I remember yesterday he said we have all these layers within us. And we yeah. can we can we can go for wisdom from any different layer just by asking okay i think adam is my that's his name i don't think it's the same adam as was on the earth but i think i've got adam in my sixth uh sixth house yeah um, i don't know yeah and i oh noah's noah. in, in one of mine noah. and noah. Uh, jesus. i think i've got yeah. abraham i don't remember but jesus is way up there he's he's above there he's he's like uh he's the 10th layer or 11th layer or 12th layer but but I don't know. I don't know. If something comes to you, let me know. Anyway, the you, the you that he is, the you that is Jesus, and Jesus is you. That's the ninth. Um, but Jesus is outside of the the dimensional layers. Um, he's like the whole. He's the whole, the the complete piece of us, and that that then breaks up into all the little pieces to give us the spirit of truth. And you were saying something about the spirit of truth, or we were saying something about the spirit of truth. And the spirit right. of truth is is like the the heart of the mother and the mind of the father heart of the mother the mind oh. of the father and it so is the god and the spirit the yeah yeah so okay. god yeah so we, the heart of the mother the mind of the father and it comes together to form a key within us that opens up neural pathways within our mind that allow us to absorb more of our ability to think like we we go from using like six percent of our brain to like nine percent of our brain if we get the spirit of truth in us um because oh. it, it gives us the ability to think in a more expanded way and the same with the dimensions you know if they're like oh we're third dimensional we're third dimensional so we could technically be our first second and third dimension or we could be completely out of our bodies like how i was in my accident and i could be like the ninth tenth and eleventh dimension at the same time but as we expand and become four dimensional beings like our animals then you know we're mind body spirit soul so we're like four at a time but we could be four that are way up top or we could be four that are way down bottom so there's like a there's a good and a bad of um, fourth dimension and fifth dimensional um so they're saying that so raising our frequency um or our vibration our oscillation speed is what he's saying actually peter goes actually it's our oscillation the faster our particles spin that oh that's why he has a spinny thing on his head Oh, yeah. yeah. So really? he's got the spinny cap on his head. Yeah, yeah. He says we all have this thing that spins above our head, and the faster it spins, the less likely it is that someone's crap is going to stick to your head and become you. 
and start to affect you. So you have this little spinny thing. So the faster it spins, the less likely it is that you're going to get a bunch of garbage on you. And basically you're God. Um, so he says that the, the more you listen to music that you love, the more that you do things you love, the more that you laugh, the more that you joke, the more that you go in nature, the more that you exercise and do things that you, you like to do, um, hang out with friends, be with family, things like that that you really love, that your, your things start spinning faster. He's showing, me, he's showing him he's like flying with this he's like this is how i get when i'm around you guys and it's like and it goes it's soft he's joking he says no he says he says that he he flies high and he gets excited when he gets to come down and talk to us because he knows that one day we're going to give him the mic yeah yeah we will we will we definitely need to we we can't uh we can't uh sack that we're gonna have yeah, to do no, he's excited on to here. talk Oh, geez, yeah, but Math, Matthew asked for a book, too, remember? Matthew? Matthew, uh, yeah. I'm going to be on the bed real quick. I'm going to fix my hair. I can't handle this red hair. Um, Matthew, okay. the, Matthew, the, that's working with me, or Matthew, my son? No, different, different Matthew. Oh, okay. Yeah, Matthew from the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew. Oh, Matthew but... asked that he wants his own book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they all want their own books. I know. They all do, but Peter, Peter's probably the one that's most insistent. Okay, let me keep on going with uh, with Jesus, and then inter okay. interject anytime anytime you want to. There, okay, I you got rid off. of the red wig. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now all you right. look like you. Yeah, now I look like me. Okay, I'm gonna turn the camera off, and I'm gonna mute this, but I'll be here. <coughs> I got this awful cough. I caught a cold. I don't know if I got it from the kids or just somebody on a bus. Probably on a bus probably on a bus okay so we got through the the hollowed out tennis balls um we have mentioned these because each one represents a different layer a different aspect those balls inside a, a tennis ball a different piece of you that human being so if you look at the totality of the consciousness of what a spirit really contains you can look at that mannequin and you can look at that light bulb and technically, that is the Holy Spirit. But there may be another bigger light bulb on, on the outside of it that is the soul's personality. Another light bulb that is the spirit's personality. And a big, huge light bulb up in the mannequin's head with a big, red, beaming light. And that is the intellectual mind, your intellectual mind. And it says, I am you, I am you, I am you, with strobe lights and red lights going off. And only until the consciousness of that mannequin, which lies in the belly and in the heart, as their consciousness realize that the big red flashing thing in their head is technically just a tool. They may turn that off and allow the white light inside of them to take over the consciousness. I guess that's a personal choice. So here's Peter. Here's what Peter has to say. Peter says, and when we say that the Holy Spirit is within each person, many people call the Holy Spirit different things. You call it the Holy Spirit. We call it the light. We call it the eternal. We call it the alpha and the omega. We call it the infinite. So understanding that the brightest possible light that can be placed within a human being is that of the Holy Spirit, as you call it that each person has this divine fire, this divine flame inside, and it is ready to be activated. 
It doesn't have to be through, as humans say, Christianity. It doesn't have to be through a certain religion. This can be done through meditation or simply prayer. This can be done through a self-affirmation. This, I'm just thinking of Marissa's meditations that she does with her classes. That's good too. This can be done through self-affirmation. And this can be done through the realization that you are a divine being living in a human suit. You're living in a body and this body is like clothing that talks. And as you begin to see that this clothing is talking, you realize the talking clothing is not you. It is something you're wearing. And as you and other human beings become aware that this talking clothing really doesn't know much of what it's saying. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. And you begin to realize that it's just your clothing talking. That is when the vibration raises. That is when one begins to realize, quote, I am a spirit. I am God. I am love. And I am ascending into Christhood just as many others have with the help of those like me who have ascended as well. wonder how far Peter has ascended. Has he been Christed yet? Has he made it up? I'll let Marissa come in when she has a chance. Yeah, he's, and then a, I go, he's Christed. He's Christed? He was Christed before he was even Peter. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, he really was. Uh, he really was like an equivalent with, with Jesus. Very, very in, close. In a way, except Peter didn't, Peter didn't create a, a universe like Jesus did. Jesus, as Michael, created the entire universe. But like, his, 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 oh. spiritual, his spiritual journey has taken him all the way up to being Christed, which means, doesn't that mean when you get Christed that you can literally be in favor of God and God can make you a creator son? I wonder yeah. if that's possible. Yeah. So if there are more universes that need to be built. That's why Peter said, eh, Peter, my own universe. Peter, Peter's building his own universe? Yeah. Oh, he's going to become a Michael. He's going to yeah. become a Michael's son. He says, wow, no, that's, that's really, what's that? He says, no, I'm going to be a Peter. Oh, he's going to be a <laughs> Peter. Okay. Although, although all the creators were Michaels. They're all called Michaels. He's joking. Okay, here's, here's my uh, commentary. I said, Peter is the cornerstone. Even though he may appear to be a jokester, he is the cornerstone. Jesus counted on him to build the church, and he did. He went on up to Rome, but he was also laughed upon. Then again, as you'll see, when Peter is being serious, he still seems to say something that makes you chuckle. And here are Peter's thoughts. Here's Peter again. There are many who see that thou hast taken the words of one and turned them into that which is something that they didn't see. He's talking King James Version here. And Marissa will straighten him out. There are many who see that thou hast, thou hast taken the words of one and turned them into that, which is something that they didn't see. For it depended upon the observer what they would see. This is Peter. For if they saw me say something, one would think it was disrespectful. One would think it was funny. One would think it was just normal. So it all depends on the observer. But it was a joyous time. It was a fun time. 
you can't accumulate the amount of people. You cannot accumulate the amount of people who have come to believe, that have now come to believe with drab, dry words, saying, we are so solemn and bored. Come be solemn and bored with us. <laughs> come and just be bored. We're having so much boredom being bored that you just have to come with us. That's Peter for you. This is just not going to bring in the masses. I just have to tell you that. It's not going to bring in the masses at all. Just as one may have some form of a, as you guys say these days, an inside joke, and you say this joke in front of others, others will go, ah, and become appalled. And the people saying it together will laugh because they know what it means. This is not necessarily what was happening in that circumstance, but you may understand it in a way such as this, for we were all very close, talking about uh, Jesus and the apostles. We were brothers. We had sisters. We spent all of our time together and when in the presence of others who were very, very stern, very, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this, and then I cut them off. As usual, I have a way of cutting off uh, Jesus, cutting off Peter. So into my commentary, I said, most of us, even those that don't read the Bible, are aware of Peter denying Christ. Peter denied Christ three times before the cock crowed. We're going to get into that in the Urantia book story. It's still coming. Peter denied Christ three times before the cock crowed. And that is the example that the church has used to lower Peter to be almost like a fool. Peter told Jesus he would never forsake him, that he would always be there for him and would always be there to protect him and stand up for him. After that confession, Jesus turned around and told Peter, you will deny me three times before the cock crows. And Peter responded saying, never, 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 never. I would never do that. And then as Jesus was led away to be crucified, angry mobs were trying to come after the disciples, according to our understanding. And three different people came up to Peter saying, you're one of those disciples, aren't you? You were the apostle of that Jesus. And Peter said, nope, not me. Nope, not me. Nope, not me. And then the cock crowed. Peter then cried because he realized that he had denied Christ three times, just like Jesus said. But after that, Peter became the cornerstone of the church. Here's Peter. He, he's going to clarify this a little bit. Peter, let me come in and say that there are many things that have been terribly blown out of proportion. There are many things that have been brought forward through the text in which you speak of within the Bible that have been pointed out in time as foolish things being done. For I ask you this, who has not denied the divinity inside? Who has not denied the divinity inside? Who has not? No human being ever has not denied that. So this was to bring a revelation to human to human beings that even if they were to deny Christ at one time in their life, they can then repent, so to speak, and still be ignited with the Holy Spirit. And this is what the story was about. 
This is not Peter the fool. This, if anything, was a lesson for me in this time to learn and to reignite the passion that I, that I had. To not go, quoting, oh, he's a great guy. He's, he's got a lot of stuff to teach and we've just had so much fun. And it's just really, what do you say? Groovy. And then I cut in and said, sorry, Peter, but you're about four or five decades off when you say groovy. Peter comes back, he says, okay, sorry about that. But the examples are just parables as you used earlier in the stories. And I say stories not to demean them in any way, but I say them because, let's just say, there were one million things that the church could pull from, one million different actions that were taken. They were going to pull the different comments and pull the different actions that teach lessons, that teach people that human beings in essence are people. Yes, we are people. And this is what the church brings in. And this is not something that I would even, this is not something that Yeshua taught us. He taught that we are not a human being. We are a spirit. We are the Father. And inside, we are the divine peace of God incarnate. And this is what we truly believed in when this was ignited inside of me. This is Peter. He goes on, he says, oh, believe me, I knew it. So many times somebody had to fall before truly understanding who they are. For nobody, nobody born on this planet, this beautiful planet, I might say, nobody born onto this planet truly, truly, divinely believes that there is something outside of themselves until something earth-shattering happens. Whether this is stubbing their toe, oh, poor me, God help, I just stubbed my toe. And or if that was truly that traumatic for them, they're a believer. Or it's a spouse dying and they're wondering, why me? There's something that will happen in somebody's life that will make them realize and have their, as they say, aha moment and realize this. So these are the teachings that came through that you speak of. And Peter asked, does this answer the question, young sir? He called me a young sir. And then I said, in humble response, I never thought of it that way. That is really a good lesson for today, that all of us are Peters. We're all Peters. We have all denied Christ at one time or another. Peter comes back in. He says, every day, every day. Everybody does every day. Every day that one doubts him or herself he or she is then doubting that they are the divine. They're doubting the Christ, or as you call it, the Holy Spirit resides inside. But this is okay. This is okay. When one says, I really, 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 really want this job, and this job will just bring me everything I've ever wanted, it will bring me the riches, and it will bring me the houses, and it will bring me the women, and it will bring me everything that this man desires. And then the man says to himself, oh, but you're such a failure. This man has just denied Christ. Because the Christ within can have everything Christ wants because this is Christ's world. Peter goes on. Again, this is from our Eight Greatest Authors book, 
This is all Marissa's channeling and channeling Peter. Peter says, so this is not denying Christ by saying, oh, Christ, you are a horrible person and, and I hate you and I, and I don't believe in you. But there is that piece of us inside of us that you must look at. And when you begin to believe that you cannot do something that you want to do because you do not believe in yourself, this is, in essence, denying that divinity inside and not allowing the divine to take over. As Yeshua so patiently said, the human suit. And yes, I cried even more than three times. And then he says, what? Men don't cry. Are you kidding? He says, I don't think there was a dry eye there. For the ones that crucified him, many, many were true believers, but in hiding. So Marissa chimed in and said, he's kidding. He's kidding about men crying and asked Peter, why did they crucify him if they believed? And he responded saying they were scared. They went along with the leadership. They're going along with the leadership. I still couldn't get past the question about his imprisonment. So I asked the question for a third time. And we'll get into that story too. Don't worry. Uh, for when Peter um, is imprisoned and he gets out, he gets out. The angels let him out. So Peter, after you were lit up by the Holy Spirit, let me drop back. I still, I still couldn't get past the question about the imprisonment. So I asked the question for a third time. So, Peter, after you were lit up by the Holy Spirit, you were thrown into jail a couple of times. You got out of jail by some miracle means, and our own guides have taught us that it was the angels that helped you. So apparently the angels came in and unlocked the doors and took off your shackles. And then some guards were killed by Herod. Herod killed the guards who were supposed to be watching you, Peter. At least that's what's in the Bible. Well, was he literally dematerialized and then materialized again? Taken in whole to the fourth dimension and then brought back to another location in the third dimension? That was my question. Was he dematerialized and then rematerialized again? Elijah, Elijah was dematerialized. He was taken up. He was gone. Enoch was dematerialized. He was taken up and he was gone. Philip, we'll get into in the Urantia book story, Philip becomes dematerialized and ended up in, in another town. And then he just went around his, his, on his merry way. <coughs> Excuse me. So I said, at least that's what's in the Bible. Well, was he literally dematerialized and then materialized again, taken in whole to the fourth dimension and then brought back to another location in the third dimension? Get this computer. So here's what Peter had to say in response. He says, all I remember is being there and then being somewhere else. The way that it works is many times when one is taken from one place to another, they never quite understood. So here's my higher self. So here's, uh, uh, here's Peter's higher self uh, cutting in. 
when you begin to understand the resonance of energy that it carries within this dualistic world of positive and negative, light and dark, the phenomenon of matter becomes something that is so minuscule that one will see anything. Anything can happen. One can completely disappear. One can float. One can walk through walls. When one begins to realize that this life is not real, this is not real. Anything can happen. Boy, and that's a, that's a topic for a whole nother discussion because if we're not real, how come I can slap my arm? I seem awful real to myself. But then there are times we feel like, gosh, we're just characters in a, in a video game. And our souls and our teams are up there with their little controllers and they're just guiding us uh, every which way. So when one begins to realize that this life is not real, this is not real, anything can happen. And when the angels speak and the angels bring in a revelation to that, which is a human being, that human being is so overtaken by the trumpet, by the trumpet by the sound of this angel that the vibration is raised so high that they are taken into another form of, of consciousness, completely removed from this third dimensional theater, so to speak, taken into an alternate reality and brought back into the third dimension, the theatrical world of the earth plane. Does that mean that Peter just disappeared and woke up? What we will say is, Peter, he's saying we, what we will say is that many things are to not be understood. Many things are left to be ununderstood. <laughs> That's a new word for instead of misunderstood or not understood, it's ununderstood. But you may imagine it like this. As we have been hearing earlier, the suit went to sleep. The spirit escaped while still wearing the suit crawled out through the hedges, crawled out through the stones, and crawled out into the, I've got an inaudible part here. We don't know what he crawled into. Thereby waking the suit up and the suit thinking, where am I? So this is not something that is very easily explained to either one of you or anybody that is on this plane. But just know that yes, people can move from one place to another just by raising the vibration of the human body so high that it looks like it just disintegrates. Again, this is Peter. So this is very hard for us to explain in the terms in which you are asking me to use. For the language in which we speak is much more visual, telepathic, I guess. But when you use the English language in this American tone or slang, as you would call it, it's very hard to explain. And then my commentary. All I know is in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Elijah and Enoch didn't die. They just went. They went up into the clouds, gone. And then the apostle, Philip, was talking to a centurion who he was ministering to, and he just whoop, disappeared from there and then ended up somewhere else, much to his own amazement. But then he just went on with his ministering as if to say, okay, I'm in a new place now. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. I'm very curious to find out how um, the Arantia book explains that. So here's Peter again. 
he says, imagine light years. That's easy for us to do. We're uh, constantly bombarded by the term light years. Whenever we want to look at science and, and what's up there in our universe. So he says, imagine light years. Imagine the space-time continuum that when a rocket or something hits light speed, it is as if it just disappeared. So look at this as a very slow-moving airplane, and it's cruising through the atmosphere. And that is a human being just putzing along through the air, and then a spaceship comes by and grabs, holds onto that little putzing along airplane, and takes it through the universe and pulls it. This is what angels do. This is what angels do indeed. They speed up the molecules in the body. They speed them up to the speed of light. Wow. Therefore disappearing. And then they let the airplane go and now it's somewhere completely different. Or just as you were saying, they take it right back to where it was, but a different time, a different place. The angels move very quickly and the atomic level that they carry is much speedier than a soul's. And Jesus gave us a good distinction yesterday uh, when Jesus was talking about angels because the Jews don't even believe in angels. I wonder if I, I got light shining in my eyes. So let's see if I can read this. Okay, and this is me now. Okay, for the fourth time in the Bible, the angels of the Lord go to Peter while he was shackled. And Peter thinks he's dreaming. And he says, I thought it was a dream. Because then he ended up being outside the jail and outside the cave. If he doesn't want to be point on specific, then let's just go ahead and move on. So Peter, you died upside down on the cross because you didn't feel that you were worthy. Did that truly happen? I'm asking Peter, did that truly happen? I think we found out that Peter's wife was hung upside down as well at the same time with Peter. I said, you also mentioned the ability to communicate with the dearly departed. So did that truly happen, being hung upside down? And then I said, you also mentioned the ability to communicate with the dearly departed. Here's what Peter said. Many of us wanted to leave a lasting impression, for we knew where we were going. We knew what we were doing. Yes, we were afraid. Yes, we were scared but we knew the truth of the afterlife. We knew the connection between family members in which we had lost and us. We could still talk to them. We could still see them. We could still feel them. So we knew that we were going to a place just like where we are, but better. We all had the abilities of this channel of Marissa. All of us did. We understood and we knew. We understood, understood and we knew where we were going. So yes, the human suit was scared. Yes, we were fearful. But helping the people to understand humility in a time when there was none, no humility back in those days, in a time where it was savagery. I mean, 
Look at that guy in your vision gnawing all the turkey bone. He was one of my, one of my captors. This was a time when we were savages. Everyone was savage, as was the human spe species in general. He's describing somebody that popped into our session gnawing on a turkey bone. And I think we got it somewhere else. It might have been cut out of the book. I can't remember now. But Marissa saw a guy chewing on a turkey bone. And he was one of Peter's captors. So he was one of my captors. And this was a time when we were savages. Everyone was savage, as was the human species in general. So to teach self selflessness, so to teach selflessness, so to speak, or to show symbolism, so to speak, knowing that people would take this and the hopes were that they would understand. It was to show humility, not to show that they were unworthy. And unfortunately, many people look this, took this to be that they were unworthy as well. So this has been played out in a, hmm, in a little bit of a different way than how it really happened. But I'm not going to dispute what the Bible says. I will just say that it is not what it seems. But I will not dispute anything. And then also that it, the Bible, says all things. Here, read that again. I will just say that it is not what it seems. But I will not dispute anything. And then also that it, the Bible, says all things. Let's see what Jesus says. Now, we are told already that Paul has 13 Bibles, 13 books in the Bible. And he was sent by Jesus to go out to the Gentiles. And then Jesus said in, in session yesterday or day before yesterday that it wouldn't have been his choice to have Paul have 13 books and be the most dominant in the Bible, in the New Testament. But he did say that he served a purpose and he did change things up because of the people that he would run up against. And so Paul was a scholar, as well as he was a Jew. He was a Roman Jew, and his mom was Greek. She was a Greek Jew. So I guess you might say he was almost like a Samaritan, because I don't think his father was a Jew. We'll have to find out about that. But he was sent by Jesus. Jesus uh, blinded him on the road to Damascus, and we'll, we'll get to that you know, in our story. And then he was, uh, the shackles were taken off his eyes when he went uh, three days later to somebody in, in Damascus. And Jesus told him, stop killing my children and I send you now to the Gentiles. But he would mix in a lot of philosophy with Jesus's teachings. So it's getting darker in here now. So I'm sorry if this reflects off my glasses. There is so much sim symbolism that was written into the Bible, as you call it, but it was written in different languages. It was written in different tongues. And as it became translated over the years, it would be like, it'd be like this. Oh, Joe, you've got this great interview. Break a leg. 
But 2,000 years down the road, it comes across as, I despise you, Joe. I hope your legs break before you get to your interview. So this is how the Bible has come about. This is not a bad thing, but it is uncontrollable by deciding how it came about. So human beings created it, and this is okay. This brings people to faith. But unfortunately, the acts of man can drive people away. Because just as Peter was so eloquently putting it, many of the things written in the Bible brought fear and unworthiness, as opposed to humility and honor and love and devotion to self. For the church, and this is not to demean the church in any way. Again, this is Peter. For it has brought much, much to this plane. But the church chooses to stand between those and God. And only now, as the vibration of the planet raises, are the ministers, the apostles of this planet, in all religious beginning to pre preach that we are all God. We are all God. And this is how it was written. This is how it was written. But it has been translated as, if you come here and you give us your money, we will tell God that you are very sorry and then you can go back to your life. Basically telling it like, I guess like Catholics, I don't know, don't need to demean them, but I grew up next door to some Catholics and they were just awful people. They were just awful, awful, awful people. And they, they would just do bad things. Uh, there are four boys, uh, and there are four boys in my house. So between two houses, there were eight boys. But they did some really nasty things. And I remember they would have to go to uh, the church, and they'd have to go confess. And then they'd come home, and they'd just do it all over again. But they had to give some money to the priest for him interjecting, interceding. So this is how it was written, but it has been translated as, if you come here and you give us your money, we will tell God that you are very sorry. And then you can go back to your life. This is not how it was intended. This is just how it happened. And this is how it happens on a lot of planets, quite honestly. This is how it happens with baby planets, because the human being or the inhabitants of that planet begin to worship the teachers as opposed to becoming one of the teachers. But as the children grow, they begin to realize this. This is like children. Children look upon their parents as though they're not people. They either worship them or they just despise them. They want to be like them or they want to be nothing like them. So in their minds, their actions show that they are either like them or not like them, or maybe a combination between the parents. But as they grow up, they realize, quote, oh, I'm a person just like them, and I can choose who I want to be, end quote. And this is how the planets evolve. Peter goes on. He says, they look at the teachers, and they either want to do exactly as they are doing or exactly opposite. And as the planet and the civilizations and the, the people and the inhabitants evolve, they realize, quoting again, oh, I'm the same thing as that teacher. They just know a little bit more than me, but I can know that much and more, end quote. So this is how Earth is becoming. 
Earth is in the adolescent, its adolescence. Earth is in its adolescence, so to speak. It is rebelling, but this is okay. And this is what makes these times so exciting because the earth is applying for college and deciding where to go to school. And then Abraham cut in. I'm not sure which Abraham, because there's an Abraham that's an ascended master. There's Abraham, of course, who was Abram uh, in the Old Testament in the Bible. The person that, uh, who was it, Marissa? Abraham, our master guide. Oh, he's our master guide? Yeah. So he's he's the ascended master then, right? So he's in charge of our souls. Yeah, well, he's he's not our soul, but he's in charge. He's like a teacher. No, for he's not for yeah. our souls. He's yeah, but he's okay. um, yeah, he's a high level. He's level six. Well, here, well, here here's what here's what he had to say. He's one of my guides. He's your guide too, both of us. Okay, here's Abraham. He says, the crowd would laugh and. The crowd would cry. The crowd would see the emotion and the feeling and passion and the teachers would cry. But when they're in sadness, they would allow the sadness to overwhelm them. So they would feel what others were feeling because then they would heal and they would bring the joy and the laughter. That was Abraham. Then uh, here's, I pop back in and I said, in ongoing chit-chat with Abraham, we find out he is not the Abraham of the Bible. He is a master guide. There you go, Marissa. He is a master guide for Marissa and I. You answer, you do that all the time. You answer a question before it's even read. His soul did have a human experience as grandson of Abraham, though. His soul did have a human experience as grandson of Abraham. So his soul was the grandson of Abraham. See, the son is, uh, uh, who was the son that Abraham took up to uh, um, sacrifice? Oh my God, I can't believe. One of them led to Muhammad and one of them led to Jesus. Sibling rivalry. Um, I just hate it when I forget people's names. So I just... Doggone it. And then people out there are going, Joe, it's da, 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 Well, if you da. know, people type it in there so we can. <clears throat> What's that? I said, if you know it, people type it in the comments so we know. All right. Well, there's people who come on later after we're done. Oh, so yeah. in ongoing chit-chat with Abraham, we find out he is Ishmael not the Abraham I of the Bible. He's a master guide for Marissa and I. What's Ishmael. that? No, yeah, he had... Uh, yeah, Abraham had Ishmael um, with okay. his with his uh, concubine. Okay, then but he I had with Sarah. He had. It'll come to me. It'll come to me after we get over Abraham's it. Abraham's sons, and it says Ishmael and Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, it was Isaac. Oh. Ishmael and Isaac. Okay, his soul did have a human experience as grandson of Abraham, though. Marissa says he was assigned to me about. 12,000 years ago and assigned to me about 10,000 years ago. He says we have a lot of Pleiadian life and Arcturian life. We're told that I had life in Egypt as a scholar, but that I was able to remember all my Pleiadian teachings. And here's a brief explanation from Abraham. Here's Abraham. 
He says, I have been with you for every lifetime that you have ever had on the earth plane. You have gone off to other worlds and have, is he talking to both of us, I think? You have gone off to other worlds and have other teachers that reside in those worlds, but then always you faithfully come back. For you go on missions, so to speak. In fact, you were on a mission here on earth from eons ago from other galaxies, other worlds. Your souls are not young, referring to you and I, Marissa. Not young by any means. You are a minister. You are a teacher. You heal through your words, just as we have said. And it brings honesty. And it brings knowledge to those who feel as if they are nobody. But they understand. They understand the words that you speak for you are not standing on a tower saying, I speak of these words because they come from God and you have to understand me because I am rich and famous and amazing and I'm a billionaire. No, not quite. These are not the things that you come as, as that you came as. You came as one of man to explain to man how God, how Christhood, being brought into the human's plane the earth plane can change the regular guy's life. And this is what he speaks to the masses. Then I said, needless to say, I was a bit blown away, adding, I wonder if I was one of those aliens that came to the earth at the time of Adam. Thinking out loud about our research into the earth's mysteries. That's another one of our books, Earth's Mysteries. Marissa cut in seeking Jesus because she felt that a client she had, had seen that day may have placed demons on her and wanted to know if he could remove them if we asked for his protection. And here's Jesus. Jesus says, absolutely, I will. You will not see it as this, though, because you do not truly have faith in me yet. I think we were still trying to learn. I seriously think we were still trying to accept everything at that time. And this was done, what, 20, I think just before the election in 2016. I think I read that somewhere. So it's been a while, but at that time, Jesus says, you will not see it as this because you do not truly have faith in me yet. You do not have the faith for the religious ties, the religious cords in which you have running through the circuitry in which you live, abound you from believing that you are truly, truly worthy. But you see, the angels are. The angels are the military. They are the military of God. And whether they believe in you or not, they have been assigned to help you. That's what I'm always saying. We've all been assigned angels. Whether you are a horrible person that deserves to be laying in a gutter and dead, which is what a piece of you says, the angels still have to protect you because they have been assigned to protect you. We've all been assigned angels. They're part of our team, folks. But I, a man, you see me as Christ and you see yourself as unworthy, but you will continue to work with me as your guide, just as you, as you have been. Let me say that again but you will continue to work with me as your guide, just as you have been, as your guide said. I think I left a word out there. 
And as the time moves along, as the time moves along into the future, you will truly see that you are worthy. I think I, I think I believe I'm worried, worthy now. Now I'm older, another six, seven years older. Jesus says you are worthy. Every aspect of you is worthy and everything that you have ever done in self, everything you are going through at this time is all a piece of the puzzle that you, Abraham, and I have created. You will truly see this, but do not feel bad for not feeling worthy, for this is also a piece of the equation. For when you learn this, and as you are learning this, you have been disciplining, disciplining to those who are feeling exactly the way that you feel. Discipling. You have been discipling to those who are feeling exactly the way that you feel. So please continue to do what you do. Bring about the laughter, bring about the animation, and bring about the true spirit of that which you are. And you are God, just as we all are. We bless you, young child, and we love you. So I said, this tape with Peter was a lot of fun. There were several places where I just howled, just imagining myself in the inner circle. But even in his humorous way, Peter could teach me something that should be so difficult to understand, but it isn't. And I love it. Marissa and I had three tapes interacting with Peter. And then I said, let's move on to the conversation, including Jesus and Peter. That is rather astounding. You want to take over? Oh, oh my gosh. I've already gone over. Oh my God. Interesting. Oh gosh. Yeah, I've already gone over my hour. Oh my God. I thought I still had 10 or 15 minutes. I think just for an hour, sometimes you just chit chat at the beginning and it took me a while to get on. I just found something kind of cool. You can, I think you should read the rest of that, but I just found this thing called The Power of Three. <laughs> and it was great. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a cough. Um, 9.14.21. So this is after the pandemic, I guess. The, the power you know what? Hmm? Marissa, I, you have got to finish your book. I know. Uh, I am Marissa, and I don't feel real. I almost read that today. Oh, really? I mean, oh, yeah, I almost did. You should finish it. I want to send it's only It's only about 116 pages right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to... I the desire to finish it, because I've gone through a bunch in the last year, kind of like like a relapse of body and spirit, not not necessarily a relapse, but, you know, just kind of like... And a lot of people have experienced that this year. They went into their old self. People had the shadows. They had to face their fears and face all the things they never worked on in their life. You know, like they just kind of shoved them aside. They call it spiritual bypassing, where you just kind of like spiritually bypass all these things that you should be working on. And you just go into your higher self and you're living all happily. And then the planet comes to a point where it's shifting from one dimension to another. And all okay. work on. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but you're breaking up. Oh, I am? We're losing about every third word. Uh-oh. Um, let me see. Hold on. I'm going to click off, and then I'm going to click. You have you click me back on on the other phone. All right. Okay, she just clicked off. Let's get her back on there, because it's important. It's important to hear what Peter has to say, Jesus has to say. Hope I don't lose her. Yeah, that's a little distracting when you, when every third word is lost. Approved. Ask Marissa. Send invite. Okay, let's see. She's adding in, I think. Okay, Marissa, I hope you hop, hop back in here. Boy, I hated to interrupt her, but 
it's distracting. It's distracting when basically the thing is buffering. Here we go. Okay. You coming in? Yeah. There you are. Like this. Nope. Okay. No tipped. You're all you're also off center. Can you put your put your face in the middle of your camera? Yeah. Yeah, because we only see half your face as you're talking. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. Yeah, there you go. You're you're still off to one side. I always I always do that. At least I can see your whole head now. Yeah, now I'm all the way there. Um, so I found okay. it's written um nine fourteen of um nine fourteen of let me move this over so that, there. Now I'm in the middle, right? Yeah. I just need to find a tripod, but I don't want to find one right now. So, okay. It says the power of three is within me, and this was written by Peter and me and Luke. Oh. Vessel of hope true and strong um within myself i carry the keys to divinity but the divinity is lost until i can find a find and bring forth the power of the other two the two that i seek are appreciation and love for uh uh prophecy prosperity i don't know um Every cell, um, every cell, every, uh, they literally had me go dig in a drawer and I pulled this out and they said, here, we want you to read this. I was like, okay, I didn't even know it was there. I don't even remember writing it. Okay. The two that I see, the two that I see are appreciation and love for something. <coughs> um, every cell, every blood vessel, every hair on my head has had a journey through time. Like, like the waters of an artisan, artisan? Spring, the matter that springs from us indeed is divine and is divine in nature and shall always be uh, respected for the journey it has made. Oh, because uh, Peter is saying that we, we deny our, our um, divinity, and so he made me go look for this. Yeah. So this is where yeah, and he just said that you, you went to go find something that was already just there, ready to be read. Yeah. As usual. No, no, no. This is a tablet that I wrote on the in, in 2021. I know. He sent you to go pick that up today, and he had just said that. Yeah, exactly. I just read it. I just read it. But this, he says, has healing frequencies in it, so other people can understand. So the the casing the casing of the body, the car car something, the cartilage of bones, the hair, the nails, the skin cells, they have all been made to sustain within you through time. This one life, no, no more, no less. This is what we all have left, one life. Yeah. Wait, what? I said, yeah. I also <laughs> want to say, notice, notice people how Marissa reads, how she reads in herself. But then listen to her when she's channeling. Yeah. And I say it's like she's reading a teleprompter, but look how Marissa reads. So yeah. a lot of ums and ahs and breaks and whatever. And then, then watch when she gets in. Hopefully, hopefully she'll have a good yeah. lesson. He says, hence been made to sustain you through this one life. No more, no less. Oh, the body is one life. No more, no less. Okay, got it. Okay, it's not our spirit. If if you do not see these structures as an integral part of life you will not be able to withstand the extreme pressure that is beginning to build up on the planet indeed guilt 
Guilt is the pressure that resides within the earth plane now. Guilt is the greatest pressure of them all. Guilt brings tears of rage. Guilt brings tears of fear. Guilt brings pressure. And then it ended. And so, yeah, I mean, think about when you feel guilty, you feel like you have like the pressure of the world around you. You feel like everybody's like, oh, that person did this. Or, you know, guilt is probably the worst thing that you can possibly feel as a human being. If you think about it. Yeah. I, I think guilt's the worst because you feel bad. I mean, if you're angry, you don't feel bad. Okay, so, um, oh, the, the air conditioner turned off, so now I can actually hear myself think. Okay, so, ah, face, face down. Okay, so I am going to channel Peter. He says, he says, don't you dare channel those scribes. <coughs> those scribes are here. Excuse me. Ah, uh, yes, we must talk. We must talk before him, indeed, just to get, get his goat. Get his goat. Stay on camera, Marissa. Stay on camera. On camera? Okay. Um, he says, yeah. uh, they said the scribes, the scribes want to talk just to get Peter's goat. Whatever that means. Oh, like, well, because they're to, they're here, scribes. Not to get him pissed off, but get him in. And, they want to get him all like blah 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 because he always complains about not getting enough attention. Yeah. And he's the one that talks the most. You're also falling off camera again. For some I, reason, you like to get yeah get into the middle I, there. I there you go. Everybody and the 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 camera may be here, but in the astral plane, it's over here. So I end up always like this because my. Oh. Yeah, everything's at like a twenty, whatever the earth. Now you now now you move right back off camera again. Okay, well here I'm gonna do this. There, I'll just sit like this. No, you're way off camera now. Get, just get in the middle. Get in the middle. There, stay there. Uh, otherwise, it's distracting. Okay. Just it's distracting, and you just move back to that same spot again. <laughs> I'm just gonna let them put me. Where you 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 just keep moving right back to that exact same okay. spot. All right, if, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's just going to be what it is. We bring unto you a voice. We bring unto you a voice, a reason, and an understanding of that which you truly are. We have spoken to you in the past couple of days about how you are the divine. You are Christ. You have a Christ body. Do not idolize and worship this body in which you have. Utilize it. Many people will look at this body and say, oh, I could never be Jesus. I could never be Christ or Oh, that guy, Jesus, he wasn't anything greater than, than these other guys. And I don't want to be that anyways. Get the religious dogma, get the guilt, shame, and blame that the church has brought over the years out of your mind and begin to understand and see that people with minds that could only understand that are the ones that deliver that. People who can only understand that receive that. Those who are more expanded may end up hating the church or may end up digressing in in a maybe you should, i don't know if you can you're on there you're breaking no you're breaking up again oh. i don't know why because your motorcycle went by the motorcycle went by i don't know let me see no it's because my wi-fi is noisy here there we go there it should be connected pretty good it should be good it's probably yeah. You just had the, another break. The internet's not good there, but I bet you any, anything, it's working for everybody else. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm catching like every third word. Oh, really? Well, I can do that. Or every other word. It, it, keep, it keeps breaking. You want to just call me in on audio and I'll just, I'll just audio record and that way we don't have to worry about it. No, you sound perfectly fine now. I don't know what oh, happened. It's the guides. It's the guides. They come in and it starts breaking up because the frequency is too strong. Or the frequency is strong. Okay, so here they come again. These are the, the, the scribes. 
we have discussed this with you and we have explained to you that if you begin to worship a part of your body, like the work, the angel within or the God within or the Holy spirit or the Christ or whatever these things are that are all pieces of you, it's like you worshiping your foot or you worshiping your leg or going, Oh, great one. Oh, ear. Yes. Oh, ear. This is Peter. Oh, ear. Please hear the words that I have to say. Oh, ear. Yes. <laughs> and he says, you can worship your body in a sense that you, appreciate it you love it you take care of it but you don't need to worship a piece of your body just like you don't need to worship a piece of your soul you don't need to worship a piece or a layer or a dimension of your soul so what you are is you are souls and you're multi-dimensional your soul is a different thing in each dimension so in one place it may be uh, may have an angelic being there in one place it may have a fairy in one place it may have a gnome or it may have a, a human obviously a human but it may have a, a not a human a man beast or a woman beast and as you ascend up you go into other worldly beings other planetary beings uh other other beings from other worlds he said a, a um acrobia acrobia he says there's places like acrobia is that something in the urantia book or that's just a random no I uh, apocryphal is a word that's close to that, What's but that? I I think it has something to do with uh, the speeches of, of the apostles, the apocryphal. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm getting old. I, I've forgotten a whole lot of stuff. Um, okay, so he's saying the, the um, okay, so here's Jesus. Jesus is coming in. He says, now that the energy is set, I may step into your field now. So today he's wearing, oh, yeah. He's wearing blue robes. They didn't have blue robes back then. Oh, that's Peter. Peter's in blue robes. Mm. Huh. You know what? I've seen him in blue robes before. I forgot about that. He's got, I'm sure. It's for the they, they, had, they had purple in those days, so um, I'm sure they probably figured out how to make blue. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I was like, mm, blueberries. Um, but yeah, he says, um, he says, when I step in in blue, I step in because I'm speaking through the throat and through the soul. The soul is in the throat. The throat is in the soul. The two are the one and the same. For when you speak words, you speak them into creation. When you speak words, you make them a thing. Just as the two of you are writing these books, you are setting them into this matrix or into this reality as a truth, a truth that may be your truths or maybe our truth. It doesn't have to be everyone's truth, but it's a truth. So all of the information that's written down in books is sealed into this matrix and it's a good thing. And sometimes it's something that holds people back because people think, oh, well, if it's written in a book, it must be true. It must be true. They wrote it or it must be true because they said it on the news or it must be true because they said it on that talk show. We'll go back to the exercise that we, we, we'll say, go back to the exercise that we taught. He's saying 30 hours ago. I don't know what they did 30 hours ago, but anyways, so 30 hours ago when we spoke of the, the book, the book reading, um, oh, reading the book and deciding whether it's for your highest and best good or not, discerning truth. Go back to this exercise, oh. understand that when you are reading something and when you are watching something, what we'd like for you to do is have imaginary glasses on. These imaginary glasses have a little light here on the side. And when the little light is on, that means that you are watching something and you have to determine for yourself when the light is on, is that for my highest and best good or is it not for my highest and best good? Is it truth or is it the opposite of truth? Is it, is it not truth? And you can say, okay, I imagine a little light in your, in your mind and just say, if it's truth, what's that little light going to do? And you may imagine it getting bigger or smaller. And then if it's not truth, what's it going to do? And my light goes like it like spits out air and it goes out. 
So what you can do is you can train your brain and this is using your intuition, but this is what I taught the apostles to do. This is what I taught my brothers to do. This is what I taught all of the people in which I travel with to do, not to watch the computer box, of course, but to understand that when they're seeing somebody speak in public and they're seeing somebody talk upon themselves and talk out to a group and everybody's going, oh, they're on a stage and they're talking, it must be truth then you, that would tell them that they had to have an eye to discern with. And I would say, decide which eye you're going to discern with, your right or your left. And they would decide and then decide something that will tell you whether it's truth or it's not truth. That way you don't have to be confused by things, thinking, is that true or not? Or just believing everything that one person says and not believing anything that somebody you don't like says. Just because you don't like them, it doesn't mean they're not telling the truth. So this is something that human beings run into all the time. This is a modern day issue, so to speak, because of the computer box, because of the television box, because of the people that are able to project their thoughts and opinions throughout the entire world in the blink of an eye and massive amounts of people can see someone's opinion and think it's truth. So what we'd like for everyone to do today is to begin to see themselves as someone that is a truth seeker, a truth discerner, and one that has discernment and discretion in understanding what they're going to allow into their kingdom. So think of the kingdom as this area on the top of the head, down to the sides of the shoulder, down to the middle of the abdomen. It's like a diamond. That is the kingdom. And the kingdom of heaven spins. So there's another one that, that's, it's, it's like two diamonds and one's like, like spins like this on the front of us, kind of like a clock. The kingdom of heaven is where you reside and then you watch and you you watch this reality that you're creating with your mind. So your mind creates and, it, and this thing spins and it's like a movie projector. It's like, it's just, you know, those things that, that are like a fan and it spins and you see little lights on them still. It says like the time or the temperature or whatever. They have them at like big sporting events, you know, where there's just words across them. He's saying that when it spins, it creates an illusion and we watch that illusion. And eventually what we do is we fall into the illusion and we forget that we are in the kingdom and we're creating with our thoughts. We fall into the illusion and we get stuck. And when we fall in and we get stuck, that's when we have to really, really admit that we fell into our illusion. We've fallen into a place where our life isn't moving forward. We go, why can't I get a job? Or why can't I make more money? Or why can't I get along with my husband or wife? Or why can't my kids just see this and that? Likely you're living in alternate reality that wasn't even placed before you, that you created with your own mind, with your own illusions and delusions that people have expressed to you. People will share with you what they think about you, what they feel about you, and in that, you will change who you are. You'll change how you feel, and you'll change the outcome of your life based on somebody else's opinion. This is an issue. We need to have all of you begin to extract all of the opinions from others and, very important, prayers of others. This sounds bad. This sounds like, oh, Jesus, what? This is Peter right now. Jesus, why are you saying don't pray? What we're saying is don't pray for your own will. Don't say, I love that man over there. He's married to that woman. I pray that I'm with him in the next year. I pray that I'm with him for the next year. I, in the next year, I pray that he divorce her. And I pray that he be with me. So there's a woman praying constantly that she wants to be with this man. All the meanwhile, it's affecting the woman he's married to because it's dividing them because her prayers are so insistent, so strong, and they're of her mind, not of God. So she is in essence casting a spell or cursing this couple. 
She's cursing them. So he starts to stray, not necessarily to her that's praying for him, but he starts to stray because in order for him to be with her, he must stray from his wife. So the energy creates a movie around him that he falls into and falls into an illusion. Let us just say that he breaks it off with his wife. He leaves his kids. He ends up with this other woman and they're not happy. He will then go, why did I leave my wife? This is so weird because the woman will stop praying for him because she'll be like, oh God, I got him and I don't even want him anymore. So she stops praying that he's with her. And now he's thinking, what happened? Wait, wait, my kids and my wife are over there. Why did I do this? And this is what happens to unconscious people. This is what happens to people who are not conscious of their surroundings, not conscious of their discernment, not conscious of what it is that they're doing in their life because they may have goals, but they don't have the ability to feel into whether they are walking their path or not. And walking the path, believe it or not, is not walking with me. Walking the path is not walking with Jesus or Peter or walking with the people in the Bible. Being on your path is walking in unison with the you that is the creator of this life. So you are given the ability as an ego being, as a, as a spiritual human being to stray from your father. Your father is your soul. So your soul in essence is the father. This is who I was speaking to my soul, my, my, the allness of what I am. Because beyond the soul plane, there is consciousness, there's awareness, but there is no soul. The soul has to have a personality or a head to it because the soul plane is a created reality. It's a created world and has to have beings that are created. So when we speak of the father in the Bible, we are talking about the soul, the, the master, the master soul. We all just call it the master soul. And father also means master. So it fits. But many will say, oh, he's talking to his father who bounced him on his knee when he was a little kid and he burped him and he nursed him and he gave him a bottle and he put him down to bed and he spanked him when he was bad. Not that type of father. Not that type of father. The father that you walk in unison with in alignment with is the father that is you. So ask yourself this question right now. Am I in alignment with the father that created me. If you hear a yes, say, okay, great. Please show me what it feels like for me to be in alignment with the father. Please show me what that feels like and show me what it feels like to not be. And you'll feel a little bit of a shift. If you hear no, you're just like, then get down on your knees, do 15 burpees, then do some push-ups, then do sit-ups, and then roll over, do a down dog, stand up and say, father, will you have me? <laughs> huh. The Peter just said, Peter like jumped in and was acting like a, uh, like a drill sergeant. Two fifteen. Right. Yeah. He's funny. He says, um, Peter, that Jesus is like, please, please. Okay. And then someone else just came to them and named, not Cole. It's, um, um, I don't know who this is, but it's a big, huge, big, huge person. Uh, oh, it's Christ. Sorry. It's Christ. Not Cole. It's Christ. Um, so, um, Jesus says, so what you must understand is that when you ask to be in alignment with the father and you ask to to get into the father's good graces, what you're doing is you're asking yourself to allow a piece of you that was bad to come back into graces with it. Because many a times when we do things, we do things and we go, why am I doing this? This is so stupid. This is so dumb. I'm going to get in trouble. This is not good. I, I, you're fighting with yourself in your own mind. And that's you fighting with your soul's path. So the father's path that's etched out for you is a very clear defined little river running down. All you have to do is stay on it. And if you stay on it, you'll meet who you need to meet. You'll see who you need to see. And this is where 
Joe, you speak of the movie. It's a movie that's been pre-designed, that's been pre-created, that's already been lived by you likely thousands of times. And you just keep living it to master it. But you may be your daughter, you may be you, you may be your wife, you may be any number of people in this lifetime to just keep living the same one until you can master it. But again, like we said earlier, this is the last lifetime for 99% of the people on this planet. So this is it. This is all we got. We've got this last life. So we want everyone to enjoy it and love it and be it and just fully begin to embody the fact that you don't have to worry about others outside of you. You don't have to worry about others, period. You can, you can, you can help others. You can encourage others. You can be friends with others. You can laugh with others. You can play with others. But don't be so concerned about others to the point where you're losing yourself in this. And don't be concerned about what's happening in the country or what's happening socially so much that we lose ourselves within it. Because many people do. Many people lose themselves within it because they have nothing else to focus on. So instead of focusing on their family, they focus on the government or the president or something of this sort. Please understand that as I step into this field today and I bring into you these teachings, I say unto each of you, be careful over the next few days. Be careful over the next few days for it is, oh, um, what is it? It's Halloween. It's Hallow's Eve. Um, yeah, Monday's Monday is Halloween. Oh, okay. They're saying um, two two days. Oh, okay. I thought that. Wait, let me look at this. Oh, God. This sweater is making me so hot. I need to take it off. I'm dripping sweat. Oh, hot. Okay. Um, okay. Peter, Jesus, who's talking? Okay, Rosemary's here. <laughs> Rosemary's here. Um, she says, "Oh my gosh, look at him. He's so hot." She's talking about Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, she loves Jesus. Oh, my God. She loves him. Uh, and she's like, just whatever you do, don't call you-know-who. Like, don't even say it. You think it, no get Talking about John. John. Like, you said it. Yeah. Ah, he is. He's here. The second you say someone's name in spirit when you're in an expanded state, they come in. They, boom, they're there. They show up. Um, he's just kind of, he rolled his eyes at her and just, um, okay, so he says, uh, no, I'm lose, losing your words again. Can you hit Can you hit mute on there, on your screen? On uh, me? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can or not. I think you're losing me because the, you hear the noises in the background there. Maybe. Well, if I if I mute myself, I'm not going to hear you. And then yeah. I'm not going to know whether you're. Well, I yeah, just, you just you're just breaking. You're breaking up a little bit. I see. I don't know. I don't know what you can do to fix it. Because Christ is here. Let me go into. There we go. Here we are in the United States. We should have the very best. Five G is guides and spirit and everything comes in at two point four gigahertz, which is the other connection. So they come in on that. Okay. Don't don't touch your phone. It's good. Are you? Yeah. Don't touch I'm it. Touching it. Okay. Oh, you haven't been touching it? No, not no. Oh, maybe maybe you should. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just know there's a lot of people who really fall on your words. They want to hear this. Does it sound good? Yeah. Well, when you said does this sound good, it sounded good, and then you had another word and it went garble, garble, oh. garble. Let's see. Let's see if we can get this to there. Now can you... That sounds clear. That sounds clear. Okay, cool. All right. So Rosemary says, Oh, I just wanted to point out how good he looked. And, and Jesus is like, thank you, Rosemary. And she's like, he said my name. Um, she's so funny. Um, but he's saying, um, 
what he's saying right now is that over the next few days, the, the plane in which we all live in, the space that we all live in, uh, it is, he's calling it something, metropolis, not metropolis, met, um, met, metamorphosis, it's metamorphosis, metamorphosis of the soul is taking place in many beings right now. And in many beings, if the soul decides it doesn't want to be there, it will soul swap right before November 1st. It goes from November 1st to about November 18th. And this is the time of the year where souls will swap. Interesting. Okay, so, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll play fine, fine, fine. Like, um, Abraham just came over, picked me up by the neck and took me out like a cat, <laughs> like, grabbed me and took me away. Um, okay, because wow. my, my mind gets involved and I cut it off, so. Okay, so the first the first few weeks of, of the beginning of the winter time, and this is in November, this is after Hollow's, Hollow's Eve, um, Halloween. Um, Hollow's Eve. The day, of the, de the day of the Dead. Yeah, that's not Mexico, but my birthday is November first, and it's All Saints Day. And that's the that's the most traveled day of the year. People are always traveling, so the, really? many people are feeling the need to move and to to see people and to to get with their family members and to bring them back into their bodies and to make them want to stay because many souls will swap out on their seventh year every seven years or so around this time. This is when they'll swap out, and sometimes it's for the good, and sometimes it's not for the good so if people are shifting and people are changing and they become toxic in your life do not feel the need to change yourself in order to be toxic for them remember who you are believe in who you are and know who you are down to the core down to all of your horrible little qualities and all of your great qualities know these things because people who are going down fast people who are sinking will grab for anything and that includes you without a a life vest. You're treading water and they're grabbing for you, making you sink under, drowning you both. So people, when they're going down, will drown others out of fear, just trying to grab onto them. You must all be, over the next couple days at least, or they're saying the next three to five days, everyone must be very solid within their own energy, within their own field, within their own time, space, dimension, within their own reality. If you have relationships that are not resolved you say you have an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife or something like that that's not resolved but say you're in another relationship already that's going to get really ugly over the next few days because and this is not prophecy this is just the way things are this is just the way energy is and energy comes to a head at a certain point at different times of the year and around this time and this is why the holidays are around this time it takes it takes the ability to handle your family when you're feeling agitated, when you're feeling in between dimensions. So the earth is making a shift. Earth is making its first shift since December of 2019. It's first shift and trying to move back into the fifth dimension. The earth is trying to move back in, just as we have said, the earth is trying to find a college to go to. It wants to better its understanding of life. It wants to expand its consciousness, become more knowledgeable and become a better creator. For the earth creates the spirits that live within you. So know that I create the soul, the earth creates the spirit. So the spirit lives within you as long as it can possibly live in you. And people say, don't lose your spirit. Oh, go fight, win, yay, spirit. Spirit, they're talking about that gusto that you have when you're a child when you wanna do cartwheels and dive and, and roll and, and do all of these things that little kids do. And you can bring your spirit back as an adult. You can ask that the spirit from the earth that was given to you upon birth be re-energized and brought back to you now. No one ever calls. Like we don't. No one even knows our phone number. 
Maybe it was God calling. <laughs> okay. So, um, says, um, the spirit that was in you when you were born is a spirit that is your light. It's your generator. It is the thing that keeps you going. Many kids are so high-spirited that they live in different dimensions. Just as we were speaking of before, how people will dematerialize and rematerialize. Think of when people meditate. They go into other places, other spaces, and they see things. They see things that are not right there. Just as this channel sees spirits standing here, it's because she's in a different dimension. Doesn't mean that you can't see her, but if she was to go into a higher dimension, then she would disappear. So it's very interesting indeed that that the planet is at a point now where people can go between the two different dimensions. People are saying, oh, when is the fifth dimension world gonna begin so that we can go there? You're already there, you're already there. You're staying on the same earth. This, this is um, Peter's like news bulletin, everyone. You're not going to a different earth. You're just ascending through your emotions. If you stay in anger, if you stay in stuckness, if you stay in fear, then you will be experiencing a lower dimensional reality. If you experience forgiveness, compassion, strength, truth, Bravery, courage, courage being the opposite of, of the fearful lifestyle. If you live with this in your mind and you ask that your spirit that you were born with, that dwelled within you from the time that you were conceived, even before you were conceived, but from the time you were conceived, the spirit that dwelled within you, ask that that spirit be re re-energized and reinserted back into your spinal column because this is where the spirit lives in the spine. So when people get back surgeries and people get things where they are having bones worked on, this is where the spirit lives. It lives in the bones. Your spirit lives within your bones. It lives within your teeth. It lives within all the cartilages within your body. This is where the spirit is. When the spirit leaves, people will end up with osteoporosis, with, with arthritis, with, with things of this sort, because they've fallen into fear or anger or something that is not in alignment with courage and gusto and strength and, and creation and, energizing childlike energy. So make sure that you keep your spirit alive. Make sure that you laugh. Make sure that you play. And don't laugh at others at their expense. Don't don't laugh at people falling or or, or getting kicked between the legs or skiing and hitting a, a signpost and hitting themselves in between the legs. This is something that is not funny indeed. It wouldn't be funny if it happened to you. Well, maybe if you're quite strange indeed. But understand that if it was happening to you, and you're laughing at it and you wouldn't have liked it, then just don't laugh at it and don't feed energy to it. Because this is what keeps this, the earth going the way it does where people enjoy seeing violence. They enjoy seeing people hurt each other. They enjoy seeing people fall. They enjoy seeing people mess up. And this is something that's quite brutal indeed. It's, it's quite barbaric. So we are wanting the planet to shift and change and we're wanting it to continue to move up into the sixth and seventh dimension over the next 230 years. And it just has to get past this point. It went there in 1987. It went there in 1991. It went there in 1998. And it went there in 19. And it's going there again. It's going up. But somehow, some way, something always happens. It usually has to do with the government or the music industry. And we get knocked back down into the lower dimensional realms. So understand and know that keep notice of yourself over the next three days. Notice if you're triggered. Notice if you are not wanting to be around people that you love usually. Notice if why you are and just ask for the spirit that dwelled within you when you're, you were conceived to be reinserted into your spinal column. Just say, put my spirit back in me that I had when I was conceived. That's all you have to say. You don't have to say anything specific or elaborate. Just say, put my spirit back in me and show me what it feels like to be fully charged with that spirit. 
understanding though that the spirit is fed through and brought to you by different chemicals in the body, you were taking one for a while, the NAD. This causes the spirit to wake up a bit within the body because it gives the bones the ability to run that energy through it to be a conduit for it. Oh, okay. Okay. And so um, Peter says, oh, we could go on and on and on about the anti-aging and about feeling young again and not feeling in pain and feeling excited. But we know, we know we cannot go too long here, but we're very excited to talk about anti-aging. He says, because I want Rosemary to think I'm beautiful too. <laughs> it's funny. Um, do you have any questions? Me? Mm -hmm. No, you fortunately stayed on the screen. You keep moving right <gasps> back to that spot where only half of you is on the screen. That's funny. Yeah, you just keep moving in that direction. Is it to your right or to your left? My left. It's to my higher self side. So my higher self. Did now, yeah. On on. Yeah, you're all, You keep wanting to go over there, all the way over there, and you. It's just a little distracting to only see half your head and half your body. I'm gonna be right. But that's okay. Just, just find the center. Yeah, I'm but that's all right. Is that it? Is that it for today? Yeah. Unless anyone has any questions, let's see. There's, there's not very many people here because you don't usually have a show on Saturdays. Nope. Nope. I don't. People will catch it later. Maybe. Between now and and tomorrow, go catch it. Page. That's okay. Great page that got me drunk when I was four. Mm. Um, is that Paige right there, Paige Brown? Wendy, uh, Donna. Yeah, pa Paige is, mom, is Mama's good friend. Honey. So yeah, yeah I'll, let you, I'll let you mention people's names. Mama. But let's see, yeah, we're, we're at the, oh my gosh. We, we went a long time. We yeah. Really, yeah. yeah, we went a long time, a long time today. That's okay, that's always good when that was, ready to talk. That's my, that was my fault. It's all good. Um, so anyway. Peter says, don't worry about it. He says, and yeah. talk about the algorithm. Because remember, I said, well, why can't they just give us the algorithm? And <coughs> Excuse me. God, I'm going to have this terrible cough. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, I hope we can figure this thing out. And I wonder why it, it uh, it's like it's buffering, buffering. You're, you're doing fine. But, but like just then, right then, I don't know what you said. I said, it's just the guys. Yeah, I don't know if you're touching your phone or, or what. I'm, you keep touching it? I'm holding it now. I know, but when you were doing your channeling, were you holding it or touching it? It was right there on my no? desk, yeah. Uh, I'll figure it out. Maybe. Yeah, get a get a get a tripod like I use. I think a tripod will be easier. But okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just today and maybe it is the Wi Fi here. I don't know. But, and, uh, no, the Wi-Fi there is horrible. First of all, it's got horrible reception. It's very, very slow. But the um, when I did a, a, a live from there, it was all pixelated. So it's it's just not there. It's not good there. But um, at the same time, when the guides do come in and they're very, very strong energy, they use more bandwidth. It's like it's more frequency coming through. So they just eat up the energy. And it's harder to get all of their... Because when they're channeling, Jesus says, he says, when we're channeling, we're not just channeling our words. This channel could sit there and say blah 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 and as long as she was saying that with us running through her field, you would be receiving healing. You would be getting downloads. You would be getting information. Anyone watching it would be receiving it. It's just the words that are coming out of her mouth are the words that we're giving her to entertain everyone. But in the meantime, while they're being entertained, they're having downloads. They're having prayers that are they're negative in their life removed from them. They're having curses removed. They're having spirits removed. They're having 
angels reunited with them, family members reunited with them. So there's all these different dimensions of self that are in play, that are in, in action while we're speaking. And, and it's mm. not necessarily the speaking, it's just the fact that we are allowed to stand within her field, within your field, and send our frequency down through you into the physical world because we can't necessarily operate here in the physical world. Oh, interesting. We can only operate. You're getting, you're getting through it. It's, it's, uh, it's okay. Your fans are going to be perfectly happy what they heard from you. Okay. Um, I tend to be a little more anal. So I'm like, Oh God, it's a breaking up. Breaking I know. Up. I am too. I am too. Um, but, um, okay. Well, I'm going to go out and see what the kids are doing. I think that they're. Okay. And you want you want to do one tomorrow? Cause tomorrow's yeah. going to be strictly biblical. Yeah. So we'll do it at the same do it at the same time. At least the football games will be over. It's a uh, before the before the nighttime game. Hey, buddy boy. Not stuff tank bat here. Say hi bat. Bud, I'm not tank. <laughs> I'm Papa. Why do you do that? Because <laughs> Well you're gonna you're the one that's gonna be tank. No, he's trying to no once here, he, don't, you don't need candy. Once he to... Once he plays football, he's going to be tank. He's going to be a big guy. Okay, Marissa, let's let's call it a day. Okay, all right. Awesome. So anyway, sure. thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out. We got seven people to see here the whole time. Wow, that's really good. Well, yesterday we had a little over a thousand, oh, thousand cool. three plays. So that was that was pretty Come nice. Hey, hey, sweetie. There's Madison. Oh my gosh, listen to what she's saying. What'd you say? What'd you I, hit, I hit a thumbs up uh -huh. on the computer and I, I did, and they did, I did this, uh -huh. I did this, uh -huh. and they did a heart, uh -huh. and I did, I forgot the last thing. Probably I did. a heart and something. Look at you. Madison, look at you. You're on the computer now. See, there you are. She was out here on the computer. I guess they were listening, and she was hitting likes on Facebook. Oh, she was? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's funny. So, anyways, okay, well, we're going to get off now, Madison. Okay, I'll see you later, Papa. Love you. I'll see okay. you tomorrow. Okay, have, yeah, have, have, have a good night. Have a night. Yeah, and I'll, care. I'll, see, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll give you a heads up before I get started. Okay, all right, sounds good. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, have a good night. Bye, right. everyone. Bye, Marissa. Bye. Yeah, go ahead and click off. Okay, here I go. Okay, she's off of there. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for being here. We went a little bit long today, but it's Saturday. You know, it's Saturday. Uh, what was it last Saturday? It was either last Saturday or last Sunday. Um, was it Sunday? I can't remember. It was either Saturday or Sunday. We had just a ton of people, just a ton of people. We may not show up down there because they only show views, the amount of views, but... Um, I wish I wish we had enough the same amount of through plays as we have in views, uh, because then we'd have in the thousands. But you know, when we've got between a thousand and two thousand people that watch this uh, sometime over the next twenty four hours, it's that's really humbling, and it's it really warms my heart that people are are into Christ and into Jesus. And what Marissa and I do, we're bridging the gap between Christianity and spirituality. You know, you're going to get the Christian standpoint from me. You're going to get the lessons uh, that you either see in the Bible, you see it in the Arantia book, um, but they, they, they coincide. They coincide. It's just that uh, the Bible doesn't, it's more like a Reader's Digest. It's, it's a compressed story. 
uh, Urantia book gives a lot of backstory and that, that I really like. And then to have Marissa come in and channel, channel Jesus, channel Peter, Abraham. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's just phenomenal. And our pastors hate us because they say, you shouldn't be doing that. And then Marissa says, well, what would you what would you do if you talked to Jesus and you saw him and you could hear him? One of my pastors said, I do. I see Jesus all the time. And I hear him all the time. I said, fantastic. Write a book. What does he say? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm also praying for that pastor, Rick, uh, because he's got a uh, an unusual form of uh, skin cancer popped up. And uh, so I wrote to him today and wished him well. They'll be praying for him. So anyway, that's just life. Just life. And that's crazy. All right. Gone too long. Joe Morris with Answer 7 Speaks. Today is the 29th, Saturday, uh, October 29th. And I sure hope I feel better before Monday. But uh, have yourself a great Saturday night. Watch your football games, if there are any. Um, and then enjoy your games tomorrow and the uh, baseball playoffs with uh, the Phillies and the Astros. So just enjoy yourself. Just enjoy yourself. Don't be, they keep telling us, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Be prepared, but don't worry. Just don't be worrying. All right, folks, Joe Morris, Answers Heaven Speaks. Have yourself a great night. And uh, God willing, I'll be back here again tomorrow. So you take care. Bye-bye.